Okay, how are we all doing? It's good, isn't it, just to, sometimes when God wants to say something to us, just to be able to pause and just respond as we need to to him. So, um, yeah, we'll make room for what God wants to do with us and, and respond as we need to. And in many ways, what we're sharing this afternoon, and I'm not going to be the only one sharing it, actually, I'm kind of just bookending, really. So, um, actually, it's all about our response to what God want, is doing in us as a community. So, um, please hear it that way this afternoon. Um, so, for those just that don't know me, my name's Dan Wake. I'm one of the leaders here in the hub. I'm married to Emma, and I have two girls here who are out of their groups at the minute. But I know we have some visitors here today. So, so that's me, very, very briefly. Um, so, yes, this is the second Sunday uh, at which we're looking together at where we see the Spirit of God moving or working in the hub. Let me just grab that. Great. Okay. So yeah, last week Andy led us through looking at the first two areas, which were gospel proclamation and, uh, and our collective worship. Uh, can anyone remember then the other two areas that he mentioned last week? Children and youth, yes. Can you remember the other one? In- <laughs> I expect you today. <laughs> yes, and the internationals, so the nations. Um, and so today, let me click the right way. Okay, yes, we're going to be looking at children, youth, and the nations. And as Andy said last week, these four areas um, which we, the church, have collectively, these are, sorry, four areas which we, the church, have collectively identified as where we see the Spirit of God at work. We, here's just uh, four sheets that we, flip chart pads that we had around. We've been working on those leaders. We also had them scattered around here. And uh, everyone was invited to participate in putting some stuff down with where they see the Spirit of God moving at work in this community. Are these, as Andy again said last week, are these the only areas where we see the Spirit of God at work? Absolutely not. The Spirit of God is involved in the church and in our lives in multiple ways. And we want to affirm these other ways as well. But what we are saying is these are four areas uh, in the that seem like where God is highlighting these things to us as a community and that God is wanting to do something with us in these areas. So it may be, therefore, that we focus prayer or focus some of our resources into these areas and see what God does. It very much feels like he's leading us in this, and so we should be, and we should be following what God's doing. You know, we want to be faithful, uh, faithfully trusting in God, investing in these areas and seeing what he does. So at this point, I personally don't want to take much more time. Uh, instead, I'm going to let those who are actively involved in ministering in those areas and serving really share with us how they and how uh, we as a community are seeing the Spirit of God moving and working. So first of all, um, let's look at children and youth, and we've asked Tom Whitehouse to come up and share about that. So why don't we give Tom a round of applause just so appreciate it. Thank you very much. Josh has got a bit of a task today because there's quite a few of us, so yeah, he's on it for us. Um, yeah, so as Dan said, my name's Tom, Tom Whitehouse. Um, I am heading up ex- the Explosion of the Bible team. Thank you. Uh, and I also help Broda, our youth leader, with a number of other things. Um, why do I love it so much? Uh, because I, at some time in my life, have been pretty much every group that we're going to talk about today in this church. So I love kids and youth. I am, was one of them, and now just the big one uh, who's helping out. Cool. So if we could have the first lot. 
Nice, thank you. Cool, so I'm going to split it down into Sunday, what we do during the week, what we do during the month, and then what we do during the year. Now, when we say kids and youth, that actually means quite a lot, um, and probably more than even I thought when I started putting this together. Um, it's loads. It's loads, and it includes an awful lot of people. So as I'm going through it, please think about the people who are not in the pictures, not in the courses, because there's, there's rotors, there's programs. Uh, there's so much that goes involved into putting these together. Cool. So if you could hit me with the first lot. Yeah, one more. Cool. So on a Sunday, we have four groups. They're currently running right now. Um, they are sparklers for the preschool years, Hub Kids, which is year R to year 6. Uh, we've got Fusion, which is year 7 to year 9. And we've got Sub-Zero, which is year 10 plus. Now, I've put the ages up there because some of the names we use are different for the Sunday and the week. Um, so, yeah, keep the ages in your head. Um, but if we go to what's during the week... <coughs> oh, I can do it, Connor. Brilliant. So we've got Explosion of the Bible, which is year 2s to year 6. This runs on a Friday afternoon. Um, and we use food to get them really excited, which goes down really well every time, um, and they love it. So, yeah, that's great fun, um, and we do like a DBS. It's a slightly altered DBS um, because it's aimed at children's, um, but, yeah, it's great fun, and it's also mostly, uh, and you can ask me and Dan because we're kind of the adults in the room, it's, it's not really us. It's ended up kind of being all young leaders who take it on, who run it. Um, we're just there facilitating it to happen, and it's been amazing to see um, the youth come through from younger youth, get involved with Explosion of the Bible, and then just run with it. Um, so it's those people who are running the DBSs. They're the ones answering the questions to the kids. Um, and it's just awesome to see. Um, there's so many um, different things that we've been able to see. And also, when you're not quite sure as a youth leader, is it going in, is it not? For them to, them to be the ones asking, answering the questions, you're like, okay, it's going in. So that's really good to see. Um, Friday Night Youth, um, I won't cover. I'm going to tee up Nick in a minute. Um, but Tuesday Night Youth runs on a Tuesday, as it says. Um, and both Friday Night and Tuesday Night Youth and Explosion of the Bible are all programs that are put together by the team members on those groups, um, which is amazing. So, oh, I went the whole way. So, a month. Now, there's a couple of things that happen during the month, um, which you might not all see. So the first one is youth worship, which is headed up by the wonderful Karen. Um, yeah, that brings together youth across all of the ranges, and they come into a band. So you saw quite a few of them. I think there's two playing today, which was just amazing to see. Um, next up is the mentoring program. So that sees older youth from Tuesday night youth meeting with you guys um, and relationships and walking through life together um, yeah, just getting that life experience, having amazing discussions, um, and watch this space, because more is coming soon. Um, there's also Be United, which is an amazing place to connect across the town. Um, it certainly worked for me. Um, but yeah, it's just an amazing place. There's so many churches in Basingstoke um, that we get to meet with, and we get to do so much fun. Um, yeah, just have so much fun there. It's, it's such a good time, and you'll see it in the pictures as well. It's just an amazing youth event that we put on. Um, and it just looks really youthy, and they all come together and get involved. Um, okay, so during the year, there's some, a couple of things that run once a year. The first one is Forge Youth, 
Um, so we connect with the youth across the forge. Um, so that's the churches across south of England, and there they all are. Um, and that is only growing. Um, there's more of them every time I see it. We've got the pre-uni course, um, which sees the older youth who are leaving. We do a little course with them, teaching them how to cook, um, but also how to survive at uni. Um, yeah, there's loads of it that we cover there. And then the young leaders, which is part of our success at Explosion of the Bible, is teaching them how to think about different things that come with running an event. So how can they consider um, their peers? How can they enable things to happen? Um, and that's an amazing course headed up by Rhoda. And then to finish the year in the summer is the Massive Satellites. Um, this is just a, an amazing event, and it's such a privilege. If you ever get the chance to go, go. Um, it's, it's huge, it's great fun, um, and it's so nice to see the youth more than once. Like, there's something about seeing them again and again and again because you build that relationship. I, I was told by a youth leader once, a youth can always fake it on the night. They can always come and say that they're okay. And, you know, maybe they're not, maybe they are, and, and that's fine. But at Satellites, we really find out. Um, and it's just such a privilege to get to, know, get to know those kids and be there for them. Okay, that was really quick, and I'm sorry, because we've got to get on to how God's moving. Um, so I want to invite up Neil and Nick, who are going to come and share on the groups that I am not part about, and then I will finish off from the older youth. Brilliant. Over to you, Nick. Lovely to see you all. Hello. Um, I'm Nick. I'm, I'm married to Nancy. And, um, yeah. Um, I've been doing Friday night youth, well, in, in its various forms for about seven years. If you've never, well, if you have kids, then you'll probably know about it. If you don't, then it's a very brief, it's from, it's from seven till nine. We have it in um, uh, the Serum Hill Centre in the basement, so therefore we've got lots of places where they can play games and then we just generally have a time when, when we're talking about something, a, a theme we have, and it's just wonderful to, to um, talk to them. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's everything you would expect a youth group, if you've never been to a youth group, then come and talk to me afterwards because I think that's sort of quite a common thing we've all been to in our, in our lives. So <clears throat> I was asked, how have I seen God move in, in the Friday night youth group? Well, it's not easy being a young person. I, I don't know if anyone here in, in this building has ever been a young person before. Uh, yeah, no. um, <laughs> Our Father has a huge heart for young people. He's a gracious Father who accepts us as who we are. Likewise, it's been my honor to be an encourager and a father figure to them. Um, yeah, it's just been lovely to, to come alongside these young people and just say, you know, you can do it. Uh, you know, our 12 to 14-year-olds are just a rather wonderful collection of individuals who have faithfully come along on a Friday and are very willing to have a go at whatever we throw at them. And believe me, we throw an awful lot at them. We worship a very generous God. Whenever I've asked for words of wisdom and encouragement, he's been faithful every time. We often have an ability during our year to just give them words. And often on a two-year cycle, we haven't got to a two-year cycle, we'll do Youth Alpha with them, which is also just a wonderful way uh, of, of uh, seeing them, uh, their, their faith flourish. It's giving a... Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So how do I feel God's moving? Well, I don't think he's ever stopped moving on our precious young people. Some have stepped away from faith. Some are struggling. But some are making huge strides. And he loves them equally. So as a co-leader, perhaps um, all we're doing is cleaning off the muck of life and shining up the gold and the diamonds. Yeah? Praise God. Hi, guys. Uh, some, most of you probably know me as Neil. Um, one of the leaders head up um, Hub Kids, um, renamed from Rockets and Firecrackers. Um, year R to six. Um, it's great seeing how God's moving in the ch- children there. Um, coming in shy and not knowing a lot of stuff and actually building in confidence and excelling in wanting to know more. Simple as that. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Cool. So one of the ways that I've seen God move in our young people is, is at youth. Um, and recently, which kind of tees up Nancy's prophetic course really nicely, is we had Nancy to come and talk about us with the prophetic. And I can remember driving to youth thinking, you know, I know how this goes. We're going to have some that are really, really great, and they're going to hear from God, and we're going to have some that are not. And I was starting to think to myself, how am I going to answer those questions? Like, why won't God speak to me? Why can't I hear from God? And I remember getting there and going, this, something's going to happen tonight. And we had, I think we had just under 20 young people, and every single one of them heard from God. Some of them who had never heard from God before, some of them who hear from God regularly, but every single one of them heard from God. And I remember thinking as a youth leader, thank goodness I don't have to answer these questions, but also a lesson to me to be expectant on God and and to see what he can do. Um, But that's just one example of how they're taking the things that we're presenting to them. Often they're quite adult, they're quite complex issues, uh, and they're becoming those young adults, which is just great to see. Um, So 2024, we've got another year to come. would you like to be involved? If you would, come and speak to me, come and speak to Rhoda. I'll probably just send you to Rhoda. But come and speak to us. Um, come and get involved. There's so much to do. If it's in front of kids that you want to be, if it's doing rotors, I'm sure Rhoda would appreciate you doing rotors. But anything you want to do, come and get involved. Um, I want to say a quick thank you. Thank you for all your prayers. Um, thank you to the there's a parents' prayer group. Um, but none of this happens without God, without the prayers. Um, but none of, these, none of this, not every, a single one of those things happens without one person. And as much as I head up things like Exposure of the Bible, um, that I kind of always have somewhere to go to bounce off ideas. Even this talk, which I kind of deleted this note from. Um, but I just want to say a massive thank you to Rhoda. Could we give Rhoda a quick round of applause, please? We were talking before Christmas, and I think the youth and kids and all of that, that's probably about 100 people that we engage with, which is just huge. Like, it's just huge. Um, and, and there's so many more that we fit in with outside of, of, of Hub Church in Hope and in, in Forge. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh, it's amazing to see those young people grow. Um, I do have a quick video, which Josh is going to tee up now, which is just some photos. Oh, I can see your valley which is just some photos uh, from the year. Wow, brilliant. Isn't it exciting to see all that God's doing amongst our kids and youth? And uh, thanks, guys, for sharing. Really appreciate it. And 
just, um, you know, to even, even look at those photos, because they, they tell a story, don't they? And each of those children is telling, their, you know, there's a story behind each one of them and their growth in God, and we want to be investing in them as a church. And I don't know, we're very, we're very blessed, aren't we, very, to, have, to have our kids and youth as, in this church and for all those at work and, and care for them. So, amen. Brilliant. Okay, so we're now going to be looking at uh, the nations. Um, in a minute, I'm going to invite um, Dave Butler up. He's going to come up and share, uh, followed by Karen and, follow, and then Robin. Each is going to share a different perspective on how we're, the nations, and um, both, both here and abroad. Um, before we do that, before Dave comes up, and guys, just come up one after the other. Um, save me getting up again. But um, anyone missing Ben and Miriam Price? Yeah. 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 Do you want your Ben and Miriam fix? Yeah. Got a little video for you. So um, here we go. Hello, Hubby Church. We are in Brazil. Hey, it's hot. <laughs> now, uh, we're looking at the moment at where we see our Holy Spirit's been moving in the hub. And today we're looking at just a very quick look at the international ministry that we have and seeing, you know, what's God doing. And let's be honest, why wouldn't God be moving in an international ministry? Uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, we read about there being just one body, the body of Christ, and dif- different gifts that the Holy Spirit gives the church to build each other up. Now, around the world, we see the amazing colours of God's kingdom, and when these colours blend together, a beautiful tapestry is formed. It's when these cultures, these kingdom cultures represented from all around the world come together, it's beautiful and we've seen that in Brazil going back years when we used to have community church teams coming out and seeing the Brits and the Brazilians just all working together and it's amazing so so good now for the hub it's important that we don't see this international ministry as a one-way one-way street where we bless and they receive the international community has just as much to offer us as we have to offer them. Now, it's easy to get stuck in a cultural rut. It doesn't matter where you are around the world, it seems to be a natural condition. But for us, the international church can help shake us out of our comfort zone and move us into something far more colourful and dynamic. And that's our challenge for this year is to embrace that challenge of being a multicultural, dynamic, colourful church which really does represent the amazing life of the Kingdom of God. So, let's embrace the challenge to be a truly international church family. Yay! See you back soon! Bye. Bye! Hello all. So, I was asked by Dan to concentrate on talking about the Hong Kong community that we've been uh, working with, and they've been part of us and uh, for some time. So, where did it all start? How did I get involved? Uh, some of you might have heard of a guy called Krish Kandia. Yeah, he's very commonly he speaks around the country. He's, uh, he heads up the Sanctuary Foundation, helps support refugees from particularly war-torn countries like Sudan, Afghanistan, Ukraine, but then 
things went a bit pear-shaped in Hong Kong when the Chinese Communist Party ignored the agreements. And it became quite a hostile environment for some people. And so those with the passports to come over here started coming over here. And Krish Kandia has been part of the intergovernmental group on welcoming refugees, particularly welcoming Hong Kongers. Um, and he put together a course, a six-week course, uh, to make available to churches in particular that registered as being Hong Kong friendly. And uh, so that course was going to be run, and Robin and Margie asked for volunteers to help. So Mandy and I, my lovely wife, um, we volunteered, and uh, Margaret, Nancy, Rob, Mandy, myself, and there was Robin and Margie doing the sort of the admin and the technology and all the other things that went with the videos and the questionnaires and the other things that went with it. Six-week course, and we started off with, I don't know, 15, maybe. We ended up with about 30, because <laughs> word spread. And uh, it was great. And it was great hearing from people coming from Hong Kong. They wanted to assimilate these. They're all great people. Love them to bits. And... Um, when the course finished, there was a desire to keep the contact going on both sides. And so we've had a garden party, we've had you know, coronation get-together, we've had pre-Christmas get-together, and Chinese New Year celebrations, and we've got another one of those coming up soon. And uh, it's just been great to meet with folk, to hear their stories, and to be able to serve their needs, to help explain things as, as, as we're going along. Um, interestingly, from my personal perspective, quite a number of those people attended Mandy's funeral back in you know, last March. Um, they were drawn to us. They were drawn to the church. And there are some you know, Christians and Christ followers amongst them. Uh, there are some, a lot more, that are sort of on the fringes, interested and very sympathetic. And uh, they came, quite a number came to Mandy's funeral. You'd be amazed the number of those people that have asked me to provide copies of the recording and then to help explain the message that Andy so ably brought at that time. So that's been a real witness being part of that group, and it's amazing. I said at least maybe 15 to 20 of them have asked for copies of that recording. Um, some of the Hong Kong folk attend other churches. They're, they're Christians. So some of them have gone to the Asian church in Reading, um, basically because of the language issues, they can fit better into the culture there maybe. But we've had Kathy and Danny worshipping with us for some time. It's been great to have them with us. And, uh, you know, they've been attending, a whole bunch of people have been attending things like our brunches. I think it's got up to two tables worth now. <laughs> but if you, you know, talk to them, chat to them. Wonderful people and so much to offer. Having them with us enriches our life. No doubt about that. How, is, how do I see the Holy Spirit moving? Well, for a start, more and more of them are telling their friends about us and joining in. That's great. Even if they're not yet Christians... The fact that they want to come along and join with us is really encouraging. It's a huge opportunity just to gossip the gospel, you know, to, to answer questions, if we can, 
and to be with them. In terms of Holy Spirit moving within this, uh, uh, lots of things, as I say, people asking for copies and asking for things to be explained. But let me tell you one story. I'm not going to give names or pack drill, uh, but there was one couple who were in a very difficult position housing-wise, self-employed, no previous records or accounts, needing to rent property. Now, those of you that have property or in the rental sector will know that normally landlords like to have at least one previous year's accounts. Well, people aren't in that position, are they, when they come in here? And they were in a very parlous condition, this couple and their children, to the point where Mandy and I said, look, if it really goes pear-shaped, come and stay with us for a while till you get it sorted out. Um, but we prayed about it, and we involved a guy called Paul Davis, who actually worships at Hub. He's a retired accountant. And in praying about it, working through with a couple concerned, we found a landlord who would accept the accountant's forecast of earnings in order to give them a house. That doesn't happen, but it did. Thank you, Lord. And they are now you know, settled, they've been fine. And it was just great to see God moving. So they don't come to us, they do, they're a couple that go to, again, the Reading Church. So, what do I want to see going forward? I would love to see more and more of the people that are attaching themselves to us for various functions coming to know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. I think that would be common across the board. Uh, and that we would be able to continue to serve and to welcome, as Scripture has it, the foreigner in our midst. Hi. I've come to talk to you about um, the asylum seekers in Basingstoke that we've worked with. Um, and I'm going to really try hard to condense this because I could talk for hours on the subject. Um, so I became involved really through my daughter, Iona, who um, had a real heart for refugees um, after her degree. Um, and she was asked to go and help with um, a distribution of clothes at the Apollo Hotel where they were staying. And somehow or other, I got dragged in as well. Um, I really enjoyed it. The initial contact led to various um, other sort of areas of involvement. Margie set up English lessons in the hotel, and she felt this was... Because um, it, it wasn't easy to get in there, but because of having met in the Apollo before as a church, that contact was really useful, and, and um, the manager was open to them doing that. Um, she also arranged for um, English conversation at the URC, and uh, Andy Mack and I... Um, used to help there. Um, so that was one of the ways we got involved. But the main thing that um, we really saw flourish was a games afternoon that was set up that ran in the youth suite um, at Serum Hill Centre on a Saturday afternoon for two hours a week. And pretty much almost every Saturday for a year and three quarters. Uh, we did drinks, snacks, cakes, offered board games, uh, pool, table football, um, that sort of thing. And uh, Various ones came, and it, it wasn't actually till quite near the end that um, our numbers grew really large, and we would have up to t- sort of 25 at a time. Um, we built relationships and chatted more than played games a lot of the time. Um, we helped them with supporting. They, many went to um, Beacott and did English and maths lessons. We would support them with that sometimes. Um, Margie's taken them to medical appointments. We've... When they do get their leave to remain, there's quite a lot of things they need to do, and we've supported them with that as well. Um, 
After a while, um, when talking and praying, um, we, wanted, we wondered how we could sort of move it on a bit and, and get Jesus in, involved more, really. Uh, and Andy decided to run a Bible study at the end of each session, just for the last half an hour. We said, um, join us if you like, but carry on playing games if you'd prefer. They all joined. Um, some were more engaged than others, um, but many asked questions and really wanted to know more and even suggested different things that they knew about in the Bible that they wanted to know more about. Um, the Apollo closed in December and we were gutted. Um, they were moved away to lots of different places. Um, one of them that had been very interested in the Bible studies had asked us, how am I going to continue learning about Jesus now? So it just shows you that the heart that he had and we are still in contact. Um, God has been in it all in so many ways. Um, one guy that was had his claim rejected is now in Manchester um, and he will be returning to his country but it, it takes some time. We're still supporting him and messaging him and Life Church Manchester have stepped in and taken him under their wing. Um, so it's really nice to see God moving in different areas and, and that being a real witness to them. Um, when we knew they were leaving, they, there was a party um, which we did in collaboration with Care for Calais. Um, there was a meal at my house and we had a really lovely last game session. Um, Andy made a speech um, and he told them that even though not everybody welcomes them in this country, that it's been our privilege and pleasure to give them a welcome, um, to show them the love of God. And he said, wherever they go, the thing that he wanted them to know was that God loved them and God welcomed them, and that, was, that wouldn't change wherever they went. Um, he also gave out some Bibles in English or in their own language if they wanted um, I love the way that Andy always manages to get Jesus into a conversation. <laughs> um, they did some reply speeches to this, um, and many said how much they, they felt loved, that they, they would always hold us in their hearts. One young man said to me that when he left his country, his parents had passed away, and when he came to the UK, he had a mum again, which I will always treasure. Um, many of them live through so much fear. They've got so much trauma, loss and hardship in their background. And then the asylum system here is gruelling and soul-destroying, really, because it's long and they don't, know, they don't know when it's going to end, when they're going to get their answer. Um, it's been amazing to just get alongside them and support them, um, to build friendships. So it's all been amazing to get to know people from so many different countries. I don't know if we've got the picture up there. I counted earlier, I think there was at least 11 nations in there, um, and a couple that I can't remember where they're from, so it may even be more. Um, sorry, I just lost my place. Um, I spoke to Diane and Iona, and they both said that one of the things they'd noticed is that really strict Muslims, when we first met them, um, when they like to shake hands when they come in, and... Muslims that, um, that often don't feel comfortable with women would always put a hand here and not want to shake your hand. And some of them have gone so, so far the other way, they're so warm and friendly that they will shake our hands freely. And one or two of them will even hug us now, won't they? Um, though the Apollo is closed, we don't feel it's the end for us. Um, we're still in touch with many of them. Um, and... We tell them that we pray for them. We meet fortnightly and pray. 
Um, we have been for a few months and we will continue to do so. Um, and we've even had some devout Muslims asking us to pray for them. Um, we keep in touch by messaging, but we also go and visit. Andy and I and Margie have been down to Bournemouth a couple of times, where there's quite a large cohort from here. Um, and yesterday, Andy, Di and myself went to the Kent coast, to two different locations, where there were two guys um, that are staying down there. One, uh, they were both so happy and so grateful for the contact and the support. And one told the hotel that uh, his family were coming to see him. <laughs> Um, we also all say that God has really changed us through this um, mission, I guess. Um, I, there was one point I found myself walking up to a group of 10-plus men that I'd never met before that were new asylum seekers. Um, and I just started a conversation, and I thought, where did that come from? This isn't me. Um, and although I did feel shy and awkward, my desire to welcome them and show God's love and kindness to them overrode that. And I think that God's still doing a work. <laughs> um, we haven't seen anybody come to faith. We've um, had lots of conversations. Uh, some are already Christians. They've been converted in their country. and In fact, that's often the reason they're fleeing. Um, many come from an Orthodox background, and they're incredibly devout, actually. Um, but there are many who are from Muslim faith or no faith. Um, and we really would love to see them come to faith, really have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and we are still praying for that, and we're still, you know, having conversations, um, meeting up and hoping that that will happen. Um, and the other area, actually, that we have a concern for, and we would love to see God work, with similar to what David mentioned, um, is the housing situation. It's very hard when they get their leaves to remain to rent anywhere. They have no... Um, records of, of paying rent, they have no deposit, and it's really, really hard. Many are homeless across the country. Um, so that's an area we really want to see God answer prayer. Thank you. Thanks, Grace. It, it, is, it is a privilege to be working amongst these guys. I mean, I help with the English conversation on a Monday afternoon, and we have such a laugh. We just... The, the, it's so so much fun, and uh, so I can only encourage you to, to, to get involved. Um, I'm going to rattle through these. Um, Phil and I um, have been going out to India, um, and so you, you bear with me. You've got about four minutes uh, of slides of India, of seeing what God is doing out in India. And... Um, so, that's, so we fly out to Bangalore in the south of India and we go to, I don't know whether you can see that, I was sorry at the back if you can't, uh, Bangalore, Bengaluru in the top right hand corner, we stay there most of the time, uh, we travel down to Mysore as we call it, which is Mysuru, uh, down in the bottom left hand corner and then a little village called Hunsur. Uh, which is about another half an hour's drive. So it takes about three hours' drive to get from Bengaluru to Mysore. And so we went out in November, um, and for 12 days, 24th to the 5th, uh, there were four of us on this team. So we started going out to India uh, in 2018, and um, we went out to see this chap called Isaac, 
Um, and this is his family, Isaac, his two kids, his two boys, and Abigail, his wife. And there was Phil, myself, uh, our very own Tom, gets everywhere now, brilliant. And, uh, and uh, a, a young lady from Kent called Charlotte. And, and basically, our ministry into India is growing. We'd love to take out more teams. So uh, if you'd like to head out to India, we promise we'll look after you. Uh, we'll, we'll do our very, very, very best. Um, and, uh, and these are the pastors that we're working with. Um, so a pastor on the left is called Basaraj. Um, we've actually lost one pastor because he's had to get a job uh, to pay, uh, you know, to get, but Isaac's the one with the uh, pink and black, and Phil, myself, um, Basaraj is on the right, uh, Basaraj is on the left-hand side, Vishu is with the uh, blue t-shirt on the right-hand side, and right at the end is a, is a man called Shobash. And these are the pastors that we're going out to help support. Uh, Basaraj is doing brilliant work. He's even called his church now. You can't quite see it because the light's shining on. It's called Hub Chikagubi Church. And, uh, and so they are fully on board. They've set up two trusts to build this. And he is ministering to kids. Um, his, his village is very, very poor the parents work in the building industry. They leave at 7 o'clock in the morning. They come back at 7 o'clock at night. And the kids are left to fend for themselves in the meantime. So we are helping support uh, Basaraj. Uh, you are helping to support Basaraj to the tune of £100 a month. Whether you realised it or not, we are supporting three of the pastors. And, and so he's got one church that meets there. And he is ministering to the parents of these kids. And um, so this was the first meeting, or we had a meeting the first time we got there. We had to buy some food and go out and help minister to these kids. Um, Then on Sunday, we had four services, so we split into two groups. And there we go, Tom, well done. Uh, Tom was speaking, and uh, one of them... um, and that's another small church that Basaraj is ministering into. These families are all related to gang members in Bangalore, so they get a lot of hassle from the police. And Basaraj has got a real calling to minister to them. So he ministers to this church as well. And so uh, Phil and Charlotte went off to another church, and they had two services. So we, we go out to India and we are busy. It is not a, um, a, a walk in the park. And um, uh, this was the, the, the second, the, the Monday, we had a baptism service. We baptized four people. And, um, and there we go. Tom, again, that was a, work, that was a new first for Tom. Uh, it was a first for Charlotte as well. The church had never had a, a young lady baptize anybody before, so we're, we're breaking new ground. And um, so that was the Monday. Uh, we then traveled four and a half hours to visit this village. Four and a half hours. It was a long four and a half hours there, two hours there, four and a half hours back. And um, that was a long day. But this village... 
um, is the only Christian representation. It's where Shubash ministers. It's the only representation, Christian representation in a 15 to 20 mile radius. And so uh, these people are lovely. They want to reach their whole region. And uh, so then we had a pastor's conference looking really interested. Phil was talking, not me. <laughs> Uh, and then we travelled down to Mysore, as you remember, Bangalore, down to the city of Mysore. We have two churches that we relate into there. Um, and this is the pastor, Vishwa, and, uh, and his wife, uh, Deepika. They've been pioneering a church, and we're supporting Vishwa as well. You are supporting Vishwa, okay? And he's a lovely, lovely pastor. And um, then... Um, we also went to the church in Hunsor. This is run by a chap called Paul, who's the chap standing on the right-hand side. He is an amazing minister. This church is about 2,000 in size. And uh, I had to go and speak at Vishwa while the others had the privilege of, of, of going to this church. Um, and that's their meeting. And this is the ministry time at the end. So it's busy, 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 but absolutely wonderful. Um, and this was our biryani at the end. And, and that was the end of, of our trip. And where we go and where we're seeing the Spirit of God move is that we are looking to um, in, double the, the, the visits to India. Uh, Phil and I would really like to take two teams out one in June, July, and another one in November. So if you'd like to come with us, if you like biryani, then we will get you biryanied up to the eyeballs. <laughs> you, you, there is no end to the biryani, believe you me. And, uh, but if, you, if you're happy to come along and um, see God move, it is, it is wonderful. And we are encouraging these men in building their churches and building relationships, and, um, and, and it is, God is doing a wonderful work amongst us, and we'd love to see more of it happen. So don't, don't forget. Uh, last plug, though, if you'd, like to, if you'd like to give, I couldn't not mention that, then there are loads of needs in India, from helping um, meet the food needs of the kids to supporting the pastors. Thank you, Robin. Be good to hear more sometime, wouldn't it? I'm just very conscious of the time, very conscious that we've overrun. Uh, but it was, isn't it inspiring to hear all these stories of what God's doing? And I know there's plenty more as well. I mean, I just rattled stuff, some stuff off. I was going to say some stuff as well, but I won't because of time. But there's lots going on in the community. There's other people serving, and we're really grateful for what God's doing amongst the nations as well as the children and youth. So do be praying for those things and the other two areas as well. And um, yeah, and I'll be asking God, what do you want to do? How do you want me, how do you want us to respond to this?